Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, Big Lux. I got the Indian here, old blue eyes. That's right. You know we what got time it is? Truncated intro because if you don't know who the fuck we are by now, you can go look at the 370 episodes where we have a that's l- right long ass intro that everyone <laughs> complains about. So we cut it the fuck off. Indio, Chuman, who we got today? Who's our guest? Today we have an amazing, gifted smoker of marijuana, a connoisseur of fashion of the highest order, and a celebrated author, reporter, writer, Adam Shorn, who is the senior feature writer for the LA Times, and he stars in The Green Room, which is the LA Times video series that covers cannabis, commerce, and California. Adam Shorn. God damn, what an introduction, Adam. That, Welcome. That is a very warm welcome. Thank you. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Let me get this out of the way, Adam. How do you become <laughs> a senior writer at the LA Times? What do you got to do to become that? You start out as a junior writer. When you start out as a junior writer, junior what writer, are you writing? Writer. Okay, okay. I, I get it. I, that was a, that was a little bit of a joke, but, mm. but oh, you, I see. So you're not covering the comedy section. No, exactly. Grim shot, please. Yes, <laughs> he's here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Now, but the issue is, is when you first start out at a major publication like that, and where did, what beat were you covering originally? I was covering fashion originally. And what kind of fashion? Uh, men's men's fashion. Right. Uh, I started back in 2017 when the LA Times uh, launched a standalone fashion section called Image. Right. And, you know, they hired like 10 people and I was one of them and I, my beat was uh, menswear, action sports. I covered, you know, all action sports uh, brands that were down in Orange County. I covered denim. Wow. And so I focused on that stuff and then, you know, as time went on and, and the number of people in the section shrank and shrank, I ended up going to the to the runway shows in Paris and Milan. And Dude, what is it like going to a runway show in Paris so, and Milan? Be you, real. Okay. You, Bobcat Goldthwait, 
I love okay. that guy. So, Police Academy. I remember seeing a stand-up routine that he did <laughs> right. when his baby was being born, yeah. and and the, he was in the delivery room, and the doctor said, um, handed him the force, the knife, said, "Mr. Goldthwaite, would you like to cut the cord?" And he's like, "Don't you think there's someone just a little more qualified?" Right. You know, that shaky little voice. Yes. And, and I felt that. But my wife was the fashion critic at the LA Times, and I studied at her knee. She taught me everything. It's it actually is very formulaic. To cover the shows, I mean, it's easy to do. It's not easy to do well. And did you ever go to any crazy, wild European or American runway fashion party that just got out of control, Mr. Shore? Yeah, there were some... I'm trying to think. The the Paris shows were always, like... You know, Galliano would take you out to some like go kart place on the outskirts of town. Um, I think the craziest one was actually when I was with my wife. There was a fashion show at Versailles, and I'm just like looking around, and there's like orange trees in pots, and I'm like, what on earth? <laughs> this kid from Vermont doing, you know? Right. So, and so with the action sports, Steve, yeah. Come uh, on, what happened? What's going on there? Now let's talk about that. I come from a background. Where I was building streetwear him? brands. Yeah, your pedigree from okay. from the '90s. I started building streetwear brands in like 1991. Supermax brand. I had a clothing store on Melrose called Supermax. Okay. And Mark Fox was my backer. Mark Fox was a guy who was big into leather jackets and 501 jeans. Um, guys like Aerosmith, Mickey Rourke, when the Harleys okay. and Fringe jackets yeah, yeah, yeah. were in. I started that brand and. And that kind of transcended into Joker brand. Okay. With Be Real. Everlast was our original partner. Right. And then uh, in about 2000, I linked up with um, Travis Barker. Okay. And we launched a brand called Famous Stars and Straps. And yeah, Stars and Straps. Yeah, I know brand. Stars and Straps. Yeah. And from there, I kind of moved over to the hundreds when they were a very little store um, on you know Rosewood. And we yep. had our offices yep. next to Supreme and came in there as like a sales brand manager. And then from there, I linked up with uh, Rob Deerdick, his cousin Drama, who were about to start a show on MTV, and they wanted to do a brand called Young and Reckless. Okay. So I started Young and Reckless with them, built that brand. So I feel like like you and I must have been like you know one of those sitcom door slamming farces in one door and out, like very close around each other. Very in close. That space. Yeah. Do you remember? Have you ever heard of a guy named Irving Cass? Is he really Carl Kanai? You know, I come from that genre okay. of denim from L.A. Carl yeah. Kanai, back yeah. in the RP55 days, yeah. and that type of stuff. Big magic shows. and Oh, magic. That type of, that which type is, of stuff. Which is my favorite magic story. I went to magic, which, as people who know, know it, it's, it sta- doesn't stand for magic tricks. It stands for the right. Men's yeah, Apparel yes, Guild in California, yep. which is where it started. But I one did of my, not know that. So one of my first times at magic, David Copperfield was at one of the parties, and mm. I'm like, I'm here for magic. And he said, so am I, but not the same kind. <laughs> it's a, um, right, which which is why Good, he does man. magic and he yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. do comedy. Right, a exactly. lot of, you know, something about apparel, and we were talking about it last week, was I came up at a time where, um, you know, New York really had had the crown. You know what? They were giving right. no love to California lifestyle. Yeah. California And the California lifestyle at that time was primarily led by beach and surf culture, yep, right? Yep. Blonde hair, blue eyes, see if you watch, yep. you know. And we were building streetwear brands, you know, out of LA, yeah. which were a little more core, real true street brands. Yeah. We call it streetwear, but street brands. And um, we'd go to these magic shows and set up and, and you know, we were about tattoo culture and blacks and grays and navies and, the, you know, the, the apparel, very top driven. Yeah. And uh, 
everything big that was going on was coming from the East Coast. Yeah. And you had the RP55s, you had the Sean Johns, the Rockawares, and these were big, big brands that were now in bed with the Nessies and people like that, and they were doing big Garmento denim deals. You know what I'm saying? As time kind of started changing, we stuck to what we were doing, and finally it started coming back around. Kind of, you know, Famous Stars and Straps was able to catapult through you know, due to stuff like Avon Dutch and like the trucker hat and the belt buckle. And now all of a sudden the waves started coming here. And it was kind of pre what they're calling today streetwear. Yeah. And started doing big business. And it was kind of in 2005 that the hundreds was somebody that was like an early newer streetwear brand. And I remember the early hundreds were doing things that we were doing in 90. I mean, I was doing farm jackets, raw denim, chambray shirts back in 91, 92, which they weren't ready for. Nobody understood it. But then in 2004, 2005, when I link up with the hundreds, they did a whole collection called the Lucky Collection. And it was farm jackets, penalties. Like, Wait, was that, that named after you? Yeah. yeah. okay. And that stuff was being received. It was like the first time anybody had seen it. So we got to relive it and watch that unfold. But uh, it's interesting, man, because the culture from California and what we've been doing is very, very unique. It's always been unique. And um, it's interesting now how it's transcended from the East Coast to the West Coast. And the West Coast, I really feel like, drives lifestyle in apparel, in, in a lot of ways in fashion. And uh, so it's interesting and, to sit with somebody that kind of is here talking about... And marijuana. Well, and marijuana. Right? too, and, and the two. And I'm now currently the brand manager and have been for the last uh, year and a half uh, of cookies. You know, I linked up with Burner. And he had kind of followed my career and knew what I was about. And I came aboard and started really building this brand into a into a real apparel brand with I, Brian. What is your thought about Cookies? I, cookies yeah. is is one of those brands that I've watched. I was at the opening of the store. I think it was opening of the store on Melrose. It was Burner's birthday. Yes, it was like several years ago. Yeah, the well, that was the that was the dispensary was opening yeah, yeah, up, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but you know that that was at the time I wasn't covering cannabis full time. It was sort of I was trying to find an entryway into it through the fashion stuff. And, wow. and someone told me that the cookies apparel <clears throat> side, because yeah, there's the clothing store was right next right, to it, right, right. is that it was, I think at that time and maybe still is, the number one apparel brand in Zoomies and Tilly's. It's not in Tilly's. We're not in Tilly's, okay. but we are uh, the number one brand in Zoomies. So, which I just find yeah. Fascinating. And, and, now, crazy. and Joe, listen, today, Mr. Shorn, today, right, Steve, you guys did a collaboration with who and it dropped? Pro Club. We did a Pro Club with Pro Club, which is uh, synonymous with Los Angeles and Southern California lifestyle and, uh, you know, very urban ish. You know, brand. And, so, and that was just that was just with the clothing side. I mean, are the two siloed? No. Because <clears throat> I tell you right now, like a lot of our collaborations, what we do in apparel, we keep kind of off the radar, off the platforms from cannabis. We can bridge the two once in a while, but there's a lot of red tape to it. The other thing is, like I was just talking about this morning, the world itself and big companies that are established that have been around a while, we've gotten into deals with brands. And as we kind of start moving forward in it, they start to back up and go, hey, we didn't realize. What, oh, as they again? find out more about the more brand about and the realize brand. that there's a, a very high-profile cannabis Exactly, and they it. back up. So it's it's almost like newer brands are willing yeah. to take that ch- It almost makes sense for them to take that risk. Because but they don't have anything to... To lose. They don't they have a lot. Right. Lose, yeah. So a lot of these big established brands are like, why would we put ourselves out there? Why would we? You know, they don't get it. So, you know, there's, I'm not going to mention the brands of on course, air, but there's course. a few that 
we've gotten all the ways to the starting line, if you want to call it to. Right. Talks for six months. Right. As soon as we get there, they pull the deal. They're like, no, you know what? We just can't. It's and too and, close. and without disclosing <clears throat> who they are, they would be brands that you would naturally think might collaborate with cookies or cannabis yeah right yeah, they fit yeah. the they fit the sort of genre but they've been around a long time and i think there may be i don't know older ideas about they're not yet ready to embrace and some of the ceos and the guys that sit on the board or the owners are these older gentlemen who just don't get it but i tell you something i will say this you know, Burner was just on the cover of forbes i was magazine. just gonna say he was you on know? the cover of forbes yeah. right you know, so like yeah. i don't know what what you know that's a pretty big statement to all of that but you know i want to hear your take on it because this is what you're this is what you're talking about Cannabis right this is and both of your... and this is all these worlds man so I, I was just going to turn the tables and be a reporter and start asking you about the because people are always like oh from fashion to cannabis and i'm like they are very similar oh right? and it's dude if anything's becoming what's really happening i've been saying it for the He's last not... couple of years <laughs> people like to say oh your your clothes your your but your brand, the what's the brand doing and cookies and the brand? I go, listen, bro, this isn't just a regular clothing brand. I've I've built brands, hundred million dollar brands that are clothing brands. This is not that. This is this brand sits and represents and sits at the front of a tidal wave of a culture, of a lifestyle that's the fastest growing thing on the planet. And it's guys, and what people are gonna start seeing is they're gonna start seeing this new kind of morph hybrid of an apparel and other things. Blending with cannabis. It's the beginning. What would be great is to have the uh, the fibers from the hemp plants Absolutely. to make the clothes, and then in this patch next to it, the flower that you can smoke. You know. are you, and I are think you, Burner's are you, really been pushing. He's been pushing for a long time to get his products made of hemp. He's a big, big hemp. And it's only because industry doesn't fully support it yet to make it feasible you get what i'm saying like totally you know what i'm saying understand. it's not it's not set up yet but he's cotton, been a big component he'd put, ultimately like to make hemp shirts and and all of his there's stuff a lot of, of textile people that don't want to switch textiles by the way oh blue eyes are you listening to this you got two titans here talking about the future it's of clothing amazing, amazing. Feel, go ahead please i feel like the cannabis plant is the swiss army knife of plants it can it, make clothes totally. it can make medicine it can make yeah but wasn't wasn't it wasn't there some scheme back in the day where like cotton was already kind of like solidified and everybody was invested and then hemp came along and they're like why don't we just criminalize well, hemp and get that out because you you don't need the same you don't have to return the soil there, there's all these right I I don't know that but what you're saying is sort of like the the reason why there are no cable cars in L A exactly right? Like the right. exactly there are right that like there's no long lasting light bulb remember. Right. Well, hey, I, but here's the thing. This is what I know about. You remember Carlos Delatore going into this story? I, a thousand percent. Here's the thing about cannabis that I that I've picked up along the way. It was introduced, they think, into the Americas mm -hmm. by the Spaniards, who brought it over for the specific purpose of making ropes and for for the hemp uses or whatever it is. And there's a book called The Botany of Desire by Michael Pollan, and he talks about marijuana being one of the plants that has been able to manipulate human beings to take it all around the world, right? And that's the concept of it. And he says that they believe that it originated originally, originally from what they've gathered from the mountains near like Afghanistan or over there. Asia. That's right. Asia. And when I was in Bhutan, 
there was marijuana growing on the side of the roads, and nobody uh, cared. Bhutan, nobody, Bhutan roadweed? Yeah, yeah. Bhutan roadweed, road exactly. And nobody cared, nobody was worried about it, nobody said yeah. anything. So now that we're in the cannabis zone, um, um, I do want to kind of just dive into how did Adam Sean come into our orbit? Yeah, how did that happen? So I, I, I know you're responsible for that. Well, I mean, listen, I don't want to toot my own horn. No, but the point this is... This motherfucking microphone sucks. Yeah, yeah every microphone in here... microphone is full of shit. Here, <laughs> knocking the cameras over. People can't see me. Okay, All right, ahead, so Adam Sean wrote an article called Stoned Yoga for the LA Times. Is that you, Sean, up there? That's me. That's me trying to do the, the trying to do the, she oh, was man, like, hold dude. your own hands, hold your own hands. And I was like, I could not hold my own hands. And in it, right, because I was interested in stone yoga because we do talk a little bit about cannabis. And I just thought like, all right, let's see what's out there. This was by far the best article. And it was also the highest ranked article in Google. Right. So kudos. Damn, to you. dude. Thank, thank you, SEO people. Right. That's and not major. only that, but look at this. This looks like about 15 years of experience of fucking reporting right there. These Spring these words. My mind Look at this. Look, I'll just read you a yes, smidge. Please give us a taste. I used to be angry about yoga. Or more accurately, I used to carry a grudge against yoga. That's a great dad. That, right there. Oh, it makes it's me like wanna... some Kevin Bish level type <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Shakespeare couldn't have written it better. No. So what was the reason that you had a grudge against yoga? I had done yoga precisely once before in my life. My uh, then girlfriend, now wife, had taken me to a yoga class and I could not get myself in... I was looking at everybody else doing the different positions, the downward dog and the different positions, and I felt awkward and uncomfortable, and I was nervous that people were judging me, and I was angry and frustrated that I couldn't do the positions, sure. and I felt, you know, probably like a kid does in kindergarten or first grade when he's not picked for the kickball team or what I just and it just was a whole world that I didn't know and I didn't know how to do it and I got angry and it's a testament to the video team that I work with I just we were up at Hall of Flowers and I made an offhanded remark that I said I've tried yoga exactly once and it made me angry and <laughs> Mark Potts one of our producers videographers was like he got on his phone and he found stoned yoga in LA and said we're going to do stoned yoga and, and so they, they knew that there was something there, right? Yeah, that some be tension. Comedy, because yeah. that's the opposite, Mister Vermont. When you go to yoga, usually you cool out. You don't get pissed. So they said we'll induce you with cannabis. Yeah, I don't know if that's true altogether, because I've I've gone to done yoga and found it the same way because I was frustrated and it was painful. Yeah, right. It, it, it and hurt. I couldn't do these, and I, and every and I'm looking at everybody else, and everybody else in there seems like they can. <laughs> I can't do this. I, and I'm like, lithe, bendable body. Exactly. Like, and I've got injuries of it. Lots I of was, loose pants. I was frustrated. I was mad. I mean, when he read that, there's a lot of truth to that. And I think there's a lot of truth to that for a lot of people. I think people have run away from yoga because of their first initial experience with it. You know, they get all burned out. And that's why also it's important that, you, and that's, I don't know about stone yoga, but for regular yoga, people will always say, hey, don't make the mistake of going to the advanced class. Go to like the beginning. Start there because you'll get really discouraged. And as you can see in that, in that, I think it's like a, maybe the second graph there, there's all kinds of different yoga. And I think it's about finding a comfort level. There's mm -hmm. dog yoga. There's uh, That's for you, O Blue Eyes. The naked yoga, uh, bro yoga, yoga for bros, yeah. hot yoga, hypno yoga, uh, you know, Please. drinking yoga, give goat us a, yoga. Yeah, give us a brief synopsis of goat yoga. What have you heard about goat well, yoga? Well, one of my coworkers, I 
way back in the day had done goat yoga and you do the pose and like the little goat like <laughs> climbs on your back and it's like this really? cute little thing. People love it. Like That's dope. Yeah. I mean, With sounds, a little goat. Sounds dangerous. I love little goats. The greatest but, of all time, yoga. Right. But the but goats like the butt shit. And if you're spreading yeah. your legs and the goat just hits you right in the <laughs> nuts. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. That's what screwed I'd start up. Start licking your nuts too. That's what happened to BB King. That's why he was sterile. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So going through that. So then, okay. So they yeah. know. Yeah. What's it like? Yeah. So what so, happens? So, you know, we we met in in the backyard. Jesse, Jesse, yoga with Jesse. She had her little backyard place, and we got a bunch of people together, and we all smoked up, and. I got super, super high. I think I smoked like two little pure beauty dog walker joints, you know, little mm-hmm. tiny ones. Yeah. And uh, then they're like, okay, it's, she's like, it's okay, it's time to do yoga. And I'm like, oh no. And, you know, I was up on this little raised platform and she says, okay, <laughs> clear your mind, clear everything. And of course, it's easy for everybody else to clear their mind, but I've got. <laughs> I've got clearing your mind. Three, you got all sorts of clutter I, in I your got, mind. I've got two guys with cameras, and he, yeah, one guy yeah. you know, one puts a, uh, you know, a GoPro right in front of me. And <laughs> You're I'm like, stoned. So I'm trying to like, and I'm, I'm high as a kite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, like, yeah. and so, um, and you know, I would just so I just tried to listen to listen to what she was saying, listen to what she was saying. I couldn't, I couldn't get, I, I couldn't get. Much like the first time I tried yoga, the second time I tried yoga, I couldn't get myself into the positions, and my knees hurt yeah, when I was yeah, doing a thing. Yeah. And at one point, you can see it in the video. I get I get a really big case of the giggles because right, I right, also right. I go from I go from frustrated to giggly, which is a very thin line, by the way. Yeah, right. when you're stoned, yeah, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and I'm rolling around. You know, I'm wearing these. You know, <laughs> wait, wait, yoga wait, pants. wait a second. First of all, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the outfit. How was this decision? Because you look like a groupie for the Grateful Dead, right? You got a tie-dye top on and weed print yoga pants. How did that come? So, up? so the shirt, the shirt was mine. It's a, it's a, from the Roger Waters right. tour. So <laughs> that was a natural. Another Hell yeah. and, and one of our other <laughs> yeah. shout out to Roger See, Waters. It by really, the way. it does take a village. One of one of the other producers, um, Eric, said, um, "I found exactly what you should wear." He found them. Uh, he found them on Amazon and ordered them and had them sent to me. And so there. Did you cuss them out at first? Yeah, I was like, well, "Now you're gonna make me look like a clown because you're the fashion. You yeah. married to a. Fa- what did your wife say? The fashion critic. She was out of town. Oh. Oh, that makes perfect so, sense. But I did send a picture. And, and what uh, did she say? She just, she just kind of shook her head. <laughs> right. It's like yeah. nails she on likes a to, She likes to tell a joke that when, when I met you, you were wearing uh, white socks and black sneakers. <laughs> and I'm like, stop it. So, so. All right. Anyway. So now, listen, let's go to everybody, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, the stylings of Mr. Shorn and the Green Room LA Times. Yes, please, please. From the episode Stoned. Yoga, Adam producing. Kind of. How long have you been offering cannabis-enhanced yoga classes, and what does it entail? I've been offering this class for about four years now. We do once a month. Usually, we do Yin Yoga, which I think is really good with cannabis because it's very slow and relaxing. And I always like to accompany that with sound bath, which is another level of sensory experience. With a sound bath and a yoga, I find students can really like tap into their feelings and their body. We can breathe a little deeper and slower while we are high on cannabis, yeah. Is there is there anything that you need to do differently or approach differently 
when you are doing cannabis-enhanced yoga? I think you have to be more um, in tune with your body and know like what is it that you need from the practice. Everybody feels different, right? Okay, so, all right, so right there, you're doing an awesome interview. Are you high at that moment? No. Is she high at that moment? No, I, I don't believe so. I mean, we, we showed up. This was this was nine o'clock in the morning. You know, I I don't think she was. I, I maybe she smoked before, but I don't think so. We all got high. We did the interview. <laughs> then everybody else showed up, and we all smoked out. And then we did yoga. Steve, at this moment, what is your impression <clears throat> of of what's going on here? Is this maybe the most California thing you've ever seen? I mean, it's pretty California. And then when they switch to the backyard, it's super California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're all know, in the backyard, and that's yeah. a little raised platform. Right, right. But right, but it's right. cinder blocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah still yeah, got yeah, that yeah. hippie vibe. Yeah, yeah. So for sure. Right. And yin yoga just and I don't know this. I looked it up after this whole thing. Looks like, like everybody got the munchies real bad yeah. in that picture, huh? <laughs> Go on. Well, look at Adam. He yeah. looks like he's about ready to be. Throw up. Yeah, 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 looking yeah, yeah. at his I, knee like, don't hurt me now. I just know what's coming. I just know what's coming. Like, yeah. Please, arthritis, yeah. don't pain, happen pain. now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yin yoga, in case anybody really wants to know, it's slow yoga. And it was created by Paul, Polly Zink, Long Beach, major, major, major kung fu champion and kind of a weird guy. Lots of videos on YouTube. Check it out. He's on par with Bruce Lee. They say he was the guy was amazing. I I totally, I totally get. I I support it. I think that, I think that you know you could. I think it would help, man. I think yoga would help take the edge off of all the pressure and all the and just kind of zone. And eventually, I would imagine that you do zone into like some. So the big thing that it did, as I said at the beginning, when I first did yoga, I felt everyone was judging me and watching right. me. And even though I was being filmed mm -hmm. by my video crew, I didn't feel... Yeah, you know, At one point I looked up and everybody was just, you know, focusing on their own thing. And I looked around and like no one was judging me. No one was like laughing at me or right. anything. Right. And so the combination of that and the thing that really like affected me in a way that I had no idea was the sound bath part. Right. There was so yeah. some, and we talked about it afterward and she said, oh, is it? And I have no musical ability at all. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's the high C or the D or the something. But there was some note that she hit when we did the lying there sound bath part that was completely transportative. Like I felt like I was zooming. That's dope. You know what? Another thing besides pro club, uh, shout out to Thrive Wellness, uh, Thrive in Venice. They had an open house today. That's where Monique works out. Okay, she runs it. Right. And they do sound baths. They do yoga. I think they might actually do or offer some of this. I'm going to tell them about that. I would go it's back. I, I would go back and do just the sound, sound bath. baths. I've bar, heard they're amazing. I, do sound baths. I did like yeah. a gong bath over in Santa Monica, like multiple gongs. Mm -hmm. And I got to say that if I was high in doing that, it would feel fan-fucking-tastic. Well, when I saw the the bowls right away, it reminded me of this morning. They had all the sound bath stuff out. So I've heard incredible things. I want to try it, too. But I can imagine a sound bath stone. Right. You'd re that would yeah. really take you there, huh? Let's all do it. Let's yeah, and you and it. let's do it. And yeah. you were really high. I was super high. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I fucking love that. Yeah, yeah. Were you, know you, been, you know what I've been wanting to do? Go ahead. I've been okay, so... I've gone into isolation tanks before, you know, the isolation tanks, right? Yeah, and I love them. And 
I'm not smoking currently at this time in my life. I'm not smoking cannabis, but I definitely want to get in there. But I would, I've thought, like, I wonder what that would be like, stone going into it. Have you been to the, one of those? Have you done one I, of those? I have stone? not. I have not. Hmm. I feel like... Okay. Is, it, is, it, is it the smoking or is it the cannabis? Because you could take a whole lot of edibles. No, no, no. It's, 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 the, it's the cannabis in yeah, general. I'm yeah, just not doing yeah. it. But, um, yeah, I just think that, that those types of, like you're saying, the activities. gong, those types of activities, I think already with nothing, right. take you to a certain place. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Have you ever been high on like a roller coaster at like Magic Mountain or something? So, oh, yeah. Magic Mountain is one of the best places. The, 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 that ride, um, the... Um, not Magic Mountain. Um, the Matterhorn. The, uh, what's the one that's in the dark? The the Space, Space Mountain. Space, Space Mountain. Mountain is like one of the Space best. Out that, that was Stone one of the experiences. One of the top ten things I did a whole thing about top ten things to do in L.A. And one was pet jellyfish at the Long Beach Aquarium. But what? while stoned. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, you should do like a whole Steve Reeves or like some kind of fucking stone travel show, bro, where you just get really fucking baked and just go to different locations and say, if you're going to go to fucking Cleveland, right, this is what you want to do when you're fucking baked and then just take them <laughs> yeah, through yeah. all the no, whole thing. So I did. I did 10, ten places in L.A. Right. I mean, so I, I see what you're saying. Like, And the, the wax museums in Hollywood. Oh. Because it's Hollywood they're, Vine, open, yeah. they're open till midnight. They're crazy. They're just to go in there, sober, you go in there yeah, and it's a fucking and, trip. And there's like there's some that are spot on, like the Seth Rogen one. I don't know if it's because I was high, right? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. And the Snoop Dogg one, but it looked really real. But then there was one that like I was looking at and looking at, and I'm like, is that Aaron Eckhart? <laughs> it was supposed to be Johnny Cash, right? Dude. And it was just like horror. It was, just a it really, was your friend. Like, yeah. You're like, this is a really it was bad. kind of back and forth. This is a really bad wax, and, whatever. And it's like, dude, I'm your friend. I just came with you. And they have props. <laughs> so like, if it's the Clint Eastwood one, you can right. put on the hat, and it's right. You know, it's ridiculous. So, all right. So okay. So let's let's go further into Adam's investigation of stoned yes. yoga, and um, let's see. Let's see Adam struggling, since that's obviously what the producers wanted uh, when they put this. Look at that. He's right now contemplating his weed pants. And they'll come yeah. in, and they'll set up their space, and they'll have time to smoke, I love socialize, make new friends. So we'll do that for maybe, like, I don't know, until everybody arrives yeah. within, like, 15 minutes. And then we'll start the yoga um, for, like, about an hour or so okay. and then afterwards um you're welcome to stay hang out and like smoke and like chat you know with a new friends pick up on chicks yeah. right exactly oh shit. yeah look oh, at that man. look at he smoke how yeah. high are you there bro 
Look at him. He's talking to himself in the corner. Yeah. Oh, no, there's people there. I thought you were like. Look, here he goes. I'm feeling cannabis enhanced. Yeah. You look fucking stoned. Yeah, you look like you're in a much better mood now. Yeah, there were like one of those buttons when you leave the restroom. It's like, were you happy with this experience? Yes or no? Are you looking forward to doing this? I'm not. I. Look at that walk. That is the most. It's like on the green mile. Right. Then extend your arms up. Reach up. And then exhale, cactus your arms to 90 degrees, press your heart to the sky. Good. Inhale, extend the arms back up. I see and you then we're going to twist to the right, bring Annie your left Lennox. hand on top of the right knee, right hand behind you. And then inhale, lengthen the spine, sit up a little taller. You're in your own road now. Who's and that exhale, chick right next to you, bro? Damn, dude. She was the one that's like, am I going to be on camera? Oh. I mean, oh, here's I love my way. Oh, shh. Yeah. You can feel it from here. Yeah. Dope. Don't judge it, oh blue eyes. Just exist with it. I'm wow, it's powerful just through the microphone. Fuck, that's great. Another deep breath. And then slowly come back to center. What the hell is that? Oh, downward dog. Oh, cat, 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 cat. About three Look more at that. Deep cat, cow, cat, cow. <laughs> Dude, he's in another <laughs> world right now. Look at his I'm struggling. If the body allows, so you do whatever feels good for your body. We're gonna stay Nothing here for. Look at now he's just got like yeah, 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 She's yeah, like yeah. pro. Yeah. Look at this guy. Show off. What are they doing in the garden? Nah, they weren't good enough to be on camera. The producers like get out of here. Look at her. I mean, that is who you think is teaching this class. that and where would people go if they wanted to do some stone so yoga? she has she has her own website i think it's uh i think it's yoga with jesse um i believe now instead of uh doing her i'm not sure she does it once a month i think she may have a place be doing it in a place in san pedro or long beach um i think in the in my in the print story that accompanies that there's a link to it right um but i do know also i looked up before i came here the artist tree in West Hollywood also has stone yoga classes mm. and that's in that's in West Hollywood so mm. um, but Jesse really was super kind and like he knew that I had concerned and was worried about it and really helped me into it mm. that's awesome and then he also interviewed David Crosby that's great bro Absolutely. I mean look at this dude and my favorite part of this Adam by the way never done either they don't have, they don't have any idea. Yeah, he looks like a I farmer. Hey, shut the f*** up. We're doing an interview here. Yeah. Bro. The best thing about this is he goes to David Crosby's house. Is that up in Topanga? No, the, uh, this was up in Santa Inez. Oh, okay. I, we, we, right. shot the, we shot the intro to it in uh, Topanga. Okay. And David Crosby, right? And, and some of the younger listeners probably may not know Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Maybe one of the biggest groups, most influential, iconic to come out of the Laurel Canyon sound, right? Yeah. 
And so then, and now he's older or whatever. And there's this moment, I don't remember where it was. Do you remember this? Where you ask him, like, what do you guys do with cannabis or whatever? What are you guys doing? And he talks about what his family does. And they get high. And he and his wife, Jan, smoke in their bed. And they play Words with Friends. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then he explains to you what Words with Friends is. He's like, it's like crossword puzzles. It's like Scrabble on an iPad. And you just kind of go, yeah. But, like, he doesn't realize. He's so old, he doesn't realize that everybody knows what Words with Friends is. Right, right, right. That was awesome. What was that like for you to interview an so, icon? That, this was set up for me before I go any further. I do want to say, just like you guys are all a team here, like the guys who I work with, because this was set up by Eric Himmelsbach Weinstein, who was the producer. He he had an in with David Crosby and set that up. And so he and Mark Potts and Cody Long, I got to give them full credit because they, they saw that I had some sort of something that I could add to this. So I, right. I just didn't want to be remiss that like right. even though I'm the face of it, there's like a whole thing. And Eric... Eric had an in with David. I guess he'd interviewed him or talked to him at some point in the past. And we went there because he has, he's trying to launch a brand called the Mighty Cross, a, a Cross. cannabis brand. Right. And essentially what he's doing is he's trying to find the right partners for it. There is no product that I know of yet. Right. You know, so he's looking and looking, but you know, his name is out there as somebody who smokes a lot of weed. Right. And so, and I, I I was super nervous. I prepared. I read all about you know how he was the go-to for the Beatles when they were in the U.S. to get weed. Right. And he even all, does an accent in your he episode. Does, he does a John Lennon, and he, and he he was like, oh, you really did prepare. I'm like, well, what are we gonna do? Go talk to David Crosby and not be prepared? Right. 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 That's like a fucking, so, right. Uh, but I was nervous. I was nervous as a pregnant nun. I was super nervous, <laughs> you know. And and we sat there, and he taught me how to roll a joint. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And w what about your relatives still in Vermont? Do they look at like this crazy Adam Shorn that's out there covering cannabis in communistic LA? I mean, like, what, are the, what is their perspective? They don't see it as much of a disconnect as they did when I was writing about fashion. Really? Right? Because I, I, I've been into weed since I, I grew up in, in Vermont in the 80s and 90s, you know? It's like, you know, it's weed. And How you know, old were you when you first started smoking weed? Uh, it was the summer before my senior year in high school. I think I was uh, 16, 15 or 16. What was the situation? Uh, I worked uh, in Southern California. There's a mountain, or Southern California, in Southern Vermont, there's a mountain called Mount Equinox. And uh, the base of the mountain is like, like 1,500, 2,000 feet above sea level. The bar in the, in the hotel on the top of the mountain barely topped 4,000 feet. So it was a five-mile road, and the whole mountain at that point was owned by the Carthusian monks. It had been gifted to them. And so we all worked... We all worked in the hotel up there, and we all lived up there because you to go up and down the mountain every day. Right. And so I lived up there, and a, uh, a Vietnam vet by the name of Leo LaBelle, and my brother had my brother was smoking. Everybody else smoked, and I had never I had never smoked cannabis before. And he was like, you know, everyone was sitting around. It was a bong. Everyone was sitting around and and smoking, and it would be like he would have a bong. I would have a bong. He would have a bong. I would have a bong. He would have a bong. So I was getting like three times as many. Hits. What now? And what year is this? This was uh, 1981 or two. Wow. 81 or 82. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What are Carthusian monks? So they are a cloistered order of monks, meaning they they don't talk to anyone. They all they do is they sit in their they sit in their monastery and pray for you, and for for they, everyone. Were they growing weed? No, I oh. think some Carthusians um, made uh, chartreuse. Uh, you know, the liquor, others like, and some nuns make cheesecake. I don't think they didn't, 
they their source of income was was this fifteen percent of everything that happened at the hotel you know wow. the inn on top of the mountain wow. and uh and and at night when they would chant if if the weather was just right, you could hear it drift up from the from the valley. So let me ask you a question. What, what what kind of weed were you smoking? What was going on back See, then? See, back then nobody you, you didn't weed didn't have names. It mm-hmm. was just it was just weed. It was like somebody had weed and right. you would smoke it. And uh you know, and then there was the great weed famine of 1984 <laughs> when there was no weed. We had t-shirts printed up and you were like going and scraping out the scraping resin. scraping out all the resin oh, and right. like yeah. Um It's interesting cuz I think it, it, and around I think around 80 81 um we were all buying weed down in downtown la it was coming in brick form from mexico and i remember the first time somebody busted out indica and they were growing it up in santa monica mountains in homes in house light indoor um and there was bigger older guys that were doing grows like in topanga and they were it was coming out of there it wasn't coming from up north they were doing it up north but it hadn't gotten here but there was a group of primarily white boys, that were all growing, and they had indica buds that were growing. I remember first time I had seen golf ball, these golf ball buds, and smelt like a skunk. I was in the 10th, I was in, so it must have been 82 or 83, and I remember this fucking weed, dude, and fucking took a hit of this shit, and one hit got you ripped. Yeah. And look at everybody Adam. was smoking Sensamian from Mexico. Look at like, look at know? Adam's face. He's drooling. And, and it was so I'm wondering at that time what was going on in Vermont because I know that out of California we were really pushing the fucking envelope of like developing all th- this weed. It know? was it was usually I mean there would be you'd see all kinds of stuff. You'd see, you'd see the, you'd see the bricks of stuff, you mm-hmm, know, the mm-hmm. pr- compressed brown bricks of right, stuff. Right. But in the in the fall when the outdoor grow you know, in the mountains, in the hills, and there would be some really good sticky, skunky green bud, and it would wow. like all you know because it was all out there. there was no, nobody was growing. If there were, they were growing indoors, you know, under lights and stuff. They weren't doing. It wasn't come, making it to Vermont. You know, right, right, but Some right, stuff right. would come in. Uh, you know, because Lake Champlain extends up. You know, Vermont is on the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. They, they, they would bring some stuff in that way, but mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, you it was catch as catch can. Like I said, you'd never, you wouldn't be like, oh, what is this? You know, there was right. no sativa or indica. There was just like, you know, a guy would come by with a with a bag full of stuff and you'd buy it or you wouldn't. You know? In your youth or in your time, hmm. during a great weed famine and you were driven to the oppressed, hard, cruel weed hunger, did you ever smoke anything as a substitute, hoping that it would get you high? That was completely silly. No, I, I mean, you, Banana you, you hear you you hear about like yeah. you, you hear about like you know uh, like weird you know we call them shubes like your rednecks <laughs> or whatever smoking corn silk, but no, nobody ever did that. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you know, like. <laughs> Shoes. I like yeah, my new word. Yeah, shoes. That's what Vermont, <laughs> what Vermonters call Vermonters that are more rural than them. Right. Shoes. Not the big city people in yeah. Montpellier. Yeah. Who right. do you just have your one, your one plaid shirt and your one pair of jeans and like maybe you know a shoe, a shoe, shoe. I smoked fucking banana pills. Did you? Yeah. It was. It was after I had smoked weed, like as a kid, for the first time. We right. Smoking, and we got stoned, and then for the next week. 
we couldn't find any weed. And somebody's like, hey, we smoke well, yeah, some banana I, pills. And we dried them in the oven and he, smoked them. I swear we got you, high. Once you realize there's something that'll get you high, then you're like, well, maybe this will get me high. Right. Smoking everything. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. No, King Salmon and I, when we were in middle school, smoked peanut papers on a rumor that that would get you high. Right. Uh, and it did not. You're trying everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we yeah. smoked everything. Yeah. So, Sean... You, yes, sir. You, you're a contemplative man. I am. Uh, your wife is a Sikh. Yeah. Um, you've heard it all. I have. Uh, what questions do you have for Mr. Shore? Yeah, what, what do you sense? It feels like L.A. is becoming a real epicenter for marijuana. I mean, that's, I mean, mm. you can see it happening right now. What is, like, the next big thing? What, what, are, you go, what are you pursuing as far as stories go and, like, what is uh? What is how is LA changing? So I, I don't want to talk too much about. Right. Like I just pitched a whole bunch of stories, and yeah. I, I don't want to get too much into those. But it is you're absolutely right. It is a super exciting time, and especially as more and more states. Like just yesterday, I think this this fall, five more states have recreational cannabis on the ballot, and I think there's like 19 states right. now. And I've heard for a long time, and I absolutely agree that. Even even though you can't take cannabis across state lines, that the technology and the growing, of course, obviously up in the Emerald Triangle, mm-hmm. you know, that California is the center of the what's happening in cannabis in this country, and L.A. is the center of what's happening. You know, the Emerald Cup came down. The Emerald Cup came down to L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have you know we have the, we have the media, we have the technology, we have the people. You know, there are. All kinds of grows everywhere, so it's it's very exciting, and that's why I'm glad that I've established a beat at the Los Angeles Times to sort of cover it in the way I think it needs to be covered. A story that just went live uh, yesterday, um, I think it was yesterday. What's today? Friday? Yeah, uh, yesterday was about clean weed, and it What's got that? so. Yeah, you know, I'm a purist. It's like it's a plant. It grows. You cut it. You dry it. You smoke it. It's like as close to as natural. Yes, it's been bred to have you know certain right. powers and different flavors and all that kind of thing. But as far as intervening with the way it comes out of the ground, right. very little difference. But and and then then you have hash, which is you know you you agitate it with water and then take the trichomes and make it into this stuff that's kind of like a like a, a sticky goo that you can smoke. Trichome. But then but that we can't leave we can't leave well enough alone. And then we have to add chemicals to it. To, you know, you, you take, you add chemicals to the plant right. to remove the stuff that's good, and then you have to remove the chemicals that you added. Right. And then you, so now you have something that looks like, mm. you know, anywhere from looking like snot to looking like, you know, oil. Right. And then, and, and so clean weed is, it sort of is following in the footsteps of the organic food movement. Right. And I, you know, one of the first things I did was talk to a doctor because if I'm going to talk about clean weed, then of course the first question is, was my regular weed dirty? Is it going to kill me? Right. right? And he likened it to um, to organic food. Is we we intuitively feel that food grown without any chemicals is somehow is is safer. We, there are there are limits. There are state limits to the amount of pesticides right. and everything. So we say we seem to be saying that a certain amount is okay, right? right? But less is. Then probably better, right? Right, because and, they don't know long term what these chemicals are doing to the human body, especially as they stack up and stack up and stack right. up over a long term consumption. And when you're smoking, you're also combusting these things, right. right? And so, what 
yes, you can you can add a chemical and then recover the chemical so what you have has trace amounts or even something that tests below yeah, that you can't doesn't even register. Right. But that doesn't mean it's not there. So the big thing is rosin, uh, mm-hmm. which is solventless. In other words, it's just the just the mechanical agitation and then heat and then pressure to to turn to turn the plant, you know, to, to get the concentrated stuff that you can smoke. Right. And so, you know, it's been, there are companies that have been doing it for a while, but now the consumer demand is there and there's more and more stuff on the shelves. Right. And so I tried in this story to write, you know, there's resin, mm. which is solvent-based extraction, and then there's rosin, which is just one letter off, but it's a whole different creature. And then, and then you know, I'm, I have to learn the stuff like sort of on the fly is that to get to get into the form, the liquid form that can be in a vaporizer pen, there needs to be something that gets it to that viscosity, which is usually another chemical. Wow. And so there are a couple of companies that, you know, say they have a proprietary way of of making it that way with no chemicals right. whatsoever. Right. So that was really exciting. And I, you know, it's it's a new beat at the at the LA Times. Mm-hmm. And I don't always expect that it's going to get a lot of eyeballs or you know what we call conversions where someone like well then within an hour of reading your story will subscribe you know that's that's one measure of if something's right. successful but six six people within an hour of reading the story so far have subscribed i like, subscribed as soon as stone yoga i read yeah. it i said god damn yeah. it i'm going to subscribe to the la times and so i hope to continue to write more stuff and do more videos that i mean the videos aren't behind the paywall but um, so no, yeah so but... that's something and and one of the things that that really resonates with our readers, no pun intended. Resonate, right. Is, is you, you <laughs> resonate. Resonate. Utility stuff. And, and like, is, is saying, you know, like I did weed drinks, like five weed drinks. We got a whole bunch of people together. We tested all these drinks to come up with five that were, that were, that actually tasted good. Cause you know, most weed drinks are like this weedy seltzer sort of thing. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, I'm, one of the things I'm going to work on, you know, is what to expect when you go to a dispensary for the first timer. You know, for people right. who are, you know, boomers who maybe they want to go back. And, and I was coming having lunch from with, a different state. Well, you know, coming in from a different yeah. state. And, right, like Vermont. You know, or get freaked out that there's a security guard standing near the door. With right. a gun. Right? right. That like, yeah, well, what, what's up? Right, I thought it was legal. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, you know, even though there may be an ATM in there, you know, it'd be great to bring cash. You need to bring your ID. And, sure. You know, I mean, the first, I remember the first time I went into a, a, a legal dispensary, it was up in Seattle, and I was just like a kid in a candy store. Right. I was just like, it was just like dazzling, like sugar plums. Right. Like, yeah. Well, shit. So where do people go to yep. get your stories and see your series? Where do people go? So they go to latimes.com, yep. and uh, you just go up to the search bar at the top and type in cannabis, because I, I make sure tagging all the tagging all the stories. Uh, right. And on YouTube, the LA Times uh, YouTube channel, if you go to I, whatever it is, uh, youtube.com slash C slash LA Times, I think. Um, right. But if you, uh, you know, just look up LA Times and cannabis, gu- almost guaranteed one of my stories will be. Uh, yeah. And Mr. Sean, like uh, obviously Burner is good enough for Forbes, the cover of Forbes. Is Burner going to be good enough for so, the LA Times? Uh, yeah, I I, he burner has been on my radar for a very long time, and you know from the from the features point of view, I want I, I want to do something fun and dynamic 
with him. And I, I think he's going to be at uh, MJ BizCon. Yes. I'm trying to see if I can go to MJ BizCon. Um, you know, he, I have talked to the, the, the um, PR company that, that works with him, that represents him. They get him in front of me all the time. So I, I have that. I just have not, you know, at one point I, I pitched a story about the opening of the, the opening of the dispensary on Melrose, but that, like, I'm not doing straight, like, store openings. Gotcha. But, but he has, when I went, I was, was about to, I went, just got back from a trip to Europe, and I was going to Amsterdam, and I asked the PR people uh, about where I should go, a consumption lounge, and he, they said, oh, you might want to try out cookies. They said, in all fairness, he's a client of ours. Mm-hmm. And I said, what is cookies doing in Amsterdam? Mm-hmm. And no ha- has, a, has a consumption lounge. Yep. And, and cookies is one of those mm-hmm. brands that has an international presence. I think he's yes, big we in do. Spain, right? Yeah, yeah. So, wow. no, it's it's something... It's grown. I, and, and now that I know, now that I have another connection, you know, like, this is a good way to sort of ruminate things in my head. It's right. organically coming at yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. So, like clean weed. Yeah, like clean weed, organically. Yeah. Right so, on. And I, I'm thinking, like, I, I would love to sit down and smoke with Brian. I, I don't know if that's the, you know, that's the next iteration of, you know, some of these people maybe like getting well, you high better, with them. You, you better yeah. put on your so, uh, helmet. But he is, Burner is very much on my on my radar and I know uh, one another story that I'm working on, um, I know that Burner is, is involved with the, the brand and a consumption lounge near with this growing facility so yes. that might, um, I'm circling. I'm circling. Yeah, yeah. we'll so, get there. We'll get yeah, there. We're going to stay in contact. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, I've read a, a, a lot of your different articles. Some of them are the secret weed dinner that you went to. You also went into Santa Rosa and we saw all these different weed, uh, marijuana, cannabis, um, um, uh, the hell is it called? Merchandise, food, drinks, powders, and everything else. So thank you so much. Thank you for coming in, man. Oh, we appreciate it. Awesome, no, bro. We, we yeah. honored. This was good. Beautiful, a lot, of fun. Yeah. a lot of fun. You got to yeah. come back in. I, again, now I was yeah. nervous at first, but now you guys gave me a warm welcome, and uh, I'm gonna yeah, have a whole anything. flower package for you next yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. yeah. Gotcha. What we want to do is an A and B. Buy cookies. Yeah, you come in right straight. Then yep. you give them the cookies package outside in the parking lot. And as we do the interview, right, toke by toke by toke, we'll just see what he gets. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. more and more and smack the edibles. Right. By the end, he's doing yoga over here in the corner. I love it. Excellent. Very good. What you got? Ovando Bowen, we wear braids to court. Let the Tomahawks fly the best legal representation that money can buy. Sean at movemental.media for all your audio and podcasting needs. Don't forget to hit up www.hardluckshow.com. Right. Go over there. Get dirty. Get Get crazy. Get get filthy. If if you are insidious enough, you will find the big Lepke sound drops and you can play your own Lepke games. That ain't good. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Nah, if I eat a hot dog right now, my blood pressure goes up. Uh, All right. www.supermaxhardware.com, one of our sponsors. Go there, check out Summer. Uh, Big shout out to Cookies and Vibes. Cookies roll, uh, vibes rolling papers and cookiessf.com. Go support us. You have any shout outs? You got any, any shout outs? Plugs? Any plugs? Well, I, I want to shout out to, like I said, I want to shout out to the, the guys on the video team. Uh, Where Eric, are they? Eric Himmelsback Weinstein, Mark Potts, and Cody Long, who helped bring the, the green room to fruition and therefore put me in front of you guys. And to the LA Times in general for, for taking a chance and, and, and letting me run with something that is near and dear to my heart and approach it in the way that I think it should be put in front of our readers. Shout out to Adam, the Green Room, the LA Times. Follow this guy. Check out his podcast. We're out of here. Hasta la vista. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.